Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for hanging out here with me. I was really happy to see that Julius Peppers, Mongo McMichael, and Devin Hester got into the Hall of Fame last week before the Super Bowl. We found that out. Super happy. I I grew up obviously watching Mongo, but I covered Devin and Pep. And watching the type of impact that Devin had on other teams was pretty amazing. We used to do these things with the coach of the other team once a week. On Wednesday, we'd have a conference call. They'd call in, we'd huddle around the phone in the media room, and we'd ask questions of coaches. And once Devin kind of showed that he was that dude, he was usually the first person that the coach wanted to talk about. What their plan was, whether they were going to kick it high or kick it out of bounds or angle kick it or whatever they were going to squib kick it to try to make it. They were willing to give up the yards on a squib kick or kicking it out of bounds because the dude was so dangerous. If you're going to have a place for the greatest that have ever done it, you have to have a place for Devin Hester. And now, with the way that the game has changed, maybe you know, 20 years from now, someone else is doing this particular podcast. Maybe my nephew, Justin, is doing this particular podcast. And he's like, yeah, I remember all that time when they didn't have kickoff returns and stuff. And now they're back to doing it. Maybe they'll go back to it. It doesn't seem like that's the direction that the NFL is going. But the fact that we now live in a space where there's almost no way that Devin's records are going to be broken. Like, that's wild, right? Almost no way. So what I wanted to do on today's podcast is I wanted to give the perspective of someone who was there in the special teams rooms with him, was a returner himself, and did a lot of blocking for Devin Hester. So I reached out to my man, Rashid Davis, and he answered the call. Can you hear me? Is this good enough? Yeah, yeah, that works. All right, perfect. Okay, let's start here, man. When Devin showed up at Hallis Hall, what did you think? I really, I didn't know much about him. I'm like a, a huge college football fan. Like, I didn't... So I didn't know a ton about him except for, like, the major you – know, I knew more about major players in college football than I did about, you know, everybody else. And so when they brought him in, I mean, it was just like anything else. 
um, and someone out to make the team. And that, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's what I thought initially coming in. I mean, you know, you hear the whispers, everybody like that dude is, he's amazing, kick returner, blah, 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 this and that. You know, and then I'm also a kick returner too. So that's like, that's my job he's coming to get. So it wasn't, I wasn't nervous or worried about it. I was just like, okay, let's see what he got, basically. When was the moment you were like, oh my, like this, this might turn into something? Um, I don't think for me it was until the regular season. You know, because initially I thought of him more as a punt returner. I think a few of us did too. Um, more as a punt returner than, a, than an overall kick returner and, and just this big threat. But when the regular season, because in, in preseason, I don't remember him doing a whole lot, to be honest with you. I don't even know if he was given an opportunity to do a whole lot, to be honest. Um, but then, you know, the regular season kicks in. And, uh, shoot, who was our first game? I don't remember. Uh, in his rookie year. But it was pretty early in the in, in in his rookie season, the regular season that I was like, you know, I was a, I was a, a a believer. I guess he turned me to a believer pretty quick. What was it? Do, do you remember him turning you into a believer? Um, and the first game was against the Packers, and he had a big return in that game too, didn't he? Didn't he take one to the house? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Take one to the house. I think he took one to the house. So yeah, as a punt returner, you know what turned me into. Like an unequivocal, this man is ridiculous. Was the was the uh, the Rams game when I think he turned the rest of the, the world into he's ridiculous, you know. Um, and it, it was the Rams game. It was when he took that damn uh, onside kick to the house. I was in awe. Like this is ridiculous. It wasn't an onside kick, but as the hands team was on the field, when he took that kick to the house with the hands team on the field, I was like, yo, he is something. I've never seen before. There was a there's a great highlight in that game where the announcer for the for the Rams was like, "Don't kick the ball anywhere near that dude." Like, man, like, like what do you do? Like, well, the, the <laughs> announcer was literally mad. Like, what? Why would you kick it anywhere near Devin Hester? Man, when. I was, I'm still blown away by that. I tell people that story all the time. Like, cause I, I'm a kick returner. I was a pretty good kick returner. Very good kick returner. You know, returner. B- before Devin got there, I think I averaged about 25, 26 yards a kick return. Like, I was pretty good. I'm not, it's not, I'm not Devin Hester, but I was, I was a good kick returner. And I know what I would have done with the hands team on the field. And I know what I did, not what I would have done. I remember exactly what I did. I would get as much as I could, and I would get out of bounds because, I mean, you got uh, guys who are not used to being on special teams, like Moussa Muhammad, Bernard Berrien, uh, you know, Dez Clark. Think, those are the guys that are in the front line. Like, nobody is blocking, really, right? Like, they're doing their best, but they're concerned with getting the ball, not drop and making sure they get back and who's got the one, the two, and the three and all of that stuff that, you know, special teamers like myself have to focus on. 
And when he took that kick to the house, I was flabbergasted. I was like, and nobody touched him. So I was, I was blown away. And I tell kids that story all the time. Like he is something totally different than I'd ever seen before. When you guys got to the Super Bowl, I, I had this conversation with Tony Dungy, so I'm not speaking out of school here. During Super Bowl week, I was covering the Colts. Zach Zayman was covering you guys. So we kind of split it up for the score. So I was going to Fort Lauderdale every day, asking questions, trying to find out you know, what they thought of the Bears, how the game might go, that sort of thing. I asked Tony Dungy point blank if he was going to kick to Devin because we talk to coaches all the time. And the coaches would be like, look, we've got a plan in place, but no, we don't plan on kicking directly to him. There's some other things that we might try, but no. And Tony Dungy, Sheed, in my face, man, he was like, yo, we're not kicking to him, period. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We, we've talked about it as a staff. We're not kicking to him. So here I am, like I'm like, okay, hey, this is really great audio. This is Tony Dungy talking about how great Devin Hester is that they're not going to kick to him. I get to the stadium, and they and I was sitting there like this mother, like I can't believe. So last year I had Tony Dungy on a TV show, and I said, mm-hmm. I said, Coach, I need I need to clear something up, man. <laughs> I said, you told me. That he was like, I know what's getting ready to happen. He's like, you're right. I told you that we weren't going to kick to him. Do you know? Do you know the second half of this story? Uh, yeah, he kicked it to him, and we went to the house. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. The reason why they kicked it to him, Dungy, oh, Dungy told me somebody, somebody, somebody had to be feeling themselves. No, we're men. Well, yes, yes, there's a, yes, there's there's a little bit of that, but it was because of the Bible. Dungy said that he was reading scripture and he was reading like a piece of scripture that was about not having fear. And, then, <laughs> and so he was like, you know what? We shouldn't have any fear. So they kicked the ball off to him. And I walk into the stadium because I was doing like a pregame show and I couldn't believe it. So I got to know, what were you thinking as the ball was kicked off? Um, well, that whole week, I don't know if anybody else on our team has said this to you or anyone else, but like I knew we were going to the house. And I think Coach Cole and the rest of the special teams unit knew if they kicked it because we heard the the talk, we're not kicking it to him. And then we also heard the talk, ain't nobody afraid of Devin Hester, blah, 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 this and that, right? So we're watching the film, and uh, we're like, if they kick it to us, we're going to the house. This special teams unit wasn't that great, in my humble opinion, in our opinion. We knew that they had given up touchdowns that year. Um, I think they may have given one up in the playoff run, too. But we were like, if they kick it to us, they're not going to kick it to us. But if they kick it to us, we are going to the house um, just because of our scheme, the players we had on the team, how hard people – and who Devin was and how hard people were going to block for this, you know, to go to the house. Um, 
So it was just we knew if he if they put it in his hands, they couldn't stop us from going to the house. That was my thought that entire week. So when they kicked it to him, I was like, oh, this is a problem for them. <laughs> and he's for sure. Devin went to the house and, you know, the rest is history, basically. What was it like to be on the field with him and block for him? Oh man, it was it was exciting and nerve wracking at the same time, you know. Because I actually have I have I think one of his punt returns was called back because of me, um, because of a hold. So that part was like you didn't want to be the guy who missed his block. Um, personally, me like I took pride in that. I didn't want to miss my block, and I didn't want him to get I didn't want him to get tackled because I you know, made a mistake and I didn't want to play called back because I got caught holding or something like that. So for me, it was exciting, but it was also, you know, this level of a a higher level of accountability because he's going to do something special if they put it in his hand. I just got to make sure that nobody gets to him before he touches it. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've been thinking a lot with you know, Kansas City winning another Super Bowl. I talked with Tobe a few years ago, the last time that they played the 49ers in, in, the, in the Super Bowl, and we were talking about Devin, and he was, as usual, great talking about it. I feel like, and this is a weird thing to say, and I, I don't even know if I can quantify it. I feel like the special teams units that you played on were some of the most competitive in NFL history like there was a clear Lovey Smith clearly valued what you guys did and Dave Tobe I think is right up there with the greatest that have ever done it from a special teams coordinator spot what were those rooms like because whether I'm talking about you know Patrick Manley being the greatest long snapper in the league or Brad Maynard being the best holder I think I've ever seen. You know, I was I, I, to, I, I attest to that. Him and Maynard and, and Manley were two of the best I've ever seen do it. And then you had Robbie Gold, and then you had a bunch of guys that were really good returners too. And then also Devin, like in the room. Yeah. So what were those rooms like with you guys? Um, like you said, extremely competitive. You had a bunch of guys who understood their roles. You didn't always, you know, necessarily like your role or you felt like you grew out of a role, you know, um, and wanted another opportunity. So when I say that I'm talking about Corey Graham, you know, uh, uh, myself to some extent earlier in my career, you know, um, you know, at least that year we went to the Super Bowl, at least. Um, 
but then you had a Brendan Nye Badejo, you know, you had an Israel Adonaje, you had uh, Adrian Peterson, um, you had so many guys, Tim Shaw's the the uh, I'm blanking on some guys now, but and I hope they forgive me for that. But all of those guys, myself including, where we were so competitive and wanted to win above all else. Like, we love to keep our jobs, but we also wanted to win, you know, and the Jason McKee. Um, so we we went out there to, especially knowing that we had any kick returner that we had to go to the house, even when we got Johnny, you know. Right. We, right. we added to that Johnny, you know. Daniel Manning was on that team. Hey, he was an um, incredible kick returner. Oh my God, he could have done uh, great things as as a strictly kick returner too if he had done that. You know what I mean? Like that, Danielle was phenomenal. Uh, strong, fast. I remember when he took a uh, kick returner to the house and put his hand up at the fifty. You know, like I'm, like it's I, you can't catch me. You know. <laughs> so we just had so such a great chemistry on that team. And then Coach Toe, to his credit, is the best special teams coach that I've ever played for. No disrespect to any other guys that i played for, but he was just – the detail and his assistants were good. You know what I mean? Like all of the guys that helped him put the game plan together were phenomenal. And so we were so prepared for everything that could happen that when something did happen, uh, it just clicked in my head. As a matter of fact, there was a game that I had against, we had against the Eagles. No, it wasn't the Eagles. It was the Jets with Mark Sanchez and um, the other ex-quarterback. Was it Brad Smith? Yeah. Who played special teams? Yeah. So we had practiced this play for years for the entire time that I was with the Bears. And this was probably around 2009 or 10 or something like that, where they lined up in a formation uh, that was a clear fake. Mark Sanchez didn't leave the field. He was on the field. Uh, they put uh, Brad Smith out into the slot. And I'm, I ended up making the play and breaking the play up. That being said, I should have picked it and went to the house. If I had believed what I saw, you, you know, fully, I'd have picked it. I'm, the picture's online somewhere. Like, I'm diving, grabbing Brad Smith's arm. He runs an out route. I, I should have jumped it and ran the other. I should have been scoring a touchdown because we have practiced that for years um, before it actually ever happened to us uh, in a game-time situation. So we were so prepared, and, and what Toad was really good at was, you know, keeping it simple stupid, right? So we didn't have to overthink. So I played for guys where when you're running down the field, you got to look for this and then look for that and turn your head there, and if that dude goes that way, and, and you know, some of that stuff made sense. But it gave people so many different jobs that, you couldn't always play as fast as you needed to play. And what I learned from Brendan and I and Badejo 
and all of those other teams that we were told that I played for is, is one, it's always production over form. But if you step out of, you know, if you step out of, uh, out of line basically and do your own thing, you better damn well produce. So that made me understand the importance of playing fast. So Tobe made it easy for everyone to play fast, not just the really, really talented players who could overcome stepping out of their lane and getting back into the the the, the, the groove and making the play. Right? right. So that's for All me right. what Tobe was able to do. I got a couple more things I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to let you go. I You were teammates with Julius Peppers, too. And yes. I keep trying to tell people, just being able to watch you guys' practices – that Julius Peppers has done some of the damnedest athletic stuff on a football field that I've ever seen. What mm-hmm. was it like being that guy's teammate and going up against him in practice? Well, I didn't have to go against him, thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, offense versus defense. I, I, I know you weren't out there blocking them. I know they weren't like, hey, Sheed, here's what we're going to do. You're going to crack on Peppers. I know they weren't doing that. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> in a game time situation, they may think about asking me to do something like that, but in practice, not really. So, um, But I wouldn't be the one cracking Pep, of all people, although they've asked me to do some some crazy stuff in the past, but um, you're right though, man. Like he's a he's just a wrecker, you know. And it's hard to see in practice, right? Because in practice, the O line and the D line are necessarily always going against each other full speed, right? right. They're right. they're stepping in to gap, you know what I mean? They're uh, especially starter versus starter, right? Um, you know, they're stepping in the gaps. They're making sure they get to where they need to, but they need to get to game day, not beat each other up in practice. Right. right? But there are times where, you know, especially in training camp, when you first put the pads on and, you know, those guys are going at it, getting ready for the regular season. And it's just like, my God, what, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, you're, you're right. Like him and Devin, to be honest, it's fitting that they both are going into the Hall of Fame together because those are two of the most freakish athletes that I've ever played, had the pleasure of playing with and seeing in person and on a day-to-day basis. Like, when I first saw Pep, I didn't even realize how big he was. Like, he just didn't. Because he doesn't look that big until you see him next to someone that is that big, at least to me at first. Right. At you first, you see him next to, like, Lance, and you're like, oh. Or you see yes. him next to Erlacher, and you're like, oh. <laughs> like, okay. Like that, I didn't even know how big he was until I saw him standing next to Israel Adonijah, who's a big mofo. Like, Izzy is huge. When I saw Pep standing next to Izzy, is when it dawned on me, God damn it, he's huge. Like, because Izzy is tall, his big upper body, he's got skinny legs. That mofo is big from foot to to the top of his head. His ears are even huge. Like, what is he? <laughs> where did he come from? Who made this cat? Like, what? 
in the world. Like his mom, this was trouble when he was born. His head is huge. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's and he's just and the greatest thing about playing with him though was just his humility. You know, he was just a humble cat that just came to work every day and you know, he's a, he's just he worked his tail off and then he, he went out and did some stuff that you just couldn't believe he could do. So, last thing. For someone that was in in a lot of rooms with Devin Hester and obviously like a teammate with with Pep, what's how do you feel like knowing that they're going into the Hall of Fame? Like what's that like for you as a teammate that someone that played a role in their success? How does that feel? Um, for me, especially with Devin, when it comes to Devin, at least, um, I feel like our group gets to enter that with him, like because we, yes, Devin was is great, and he did a lot of phenomenal things, you know. But at, at least I can say that I was, I had a hand in in helping him achieve the great things. And it's obviously not about me. It's about him. It's about um, what he was capable of doing. Because it, it didn't have to be me. I just happened to be on that team. But it does feel good to say that that guy that was in that room with me, like, he – and I'm happy he got in. I'm glad he got in because I really didn't – I didn't think it would happen. I didn't think they would – anybody would give so much respect to him as a special teams player and a game changer. You know, I was very skeptical for a long time that it would ever happen. Uh, Not that he didn't deserve it, but just that I don't know if people, I didn't know if people really appreciated what he brought to the, you know, to the league and to the game and to our games at least. And so I'm, I'm super excited that he, He's going in, and it's just like he gets to be one of those guys with a bust in the jacket, and, you know, I get to say, man, I block for that guy. That's awesome. That's great. And it looks like, considering the way that the rules are going in the NFL, it, it was going to be difficult for anyone to come close anyway. But now, considering the the kickoff rules in the NFL, I – I feel fairly confident saying that that's his stuff is never going to be broken. You know what? Unfortunately, I agree with that. You know, um, I think every 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 um, record should have an opportunity to be broken um, because it, you know, and the kickoff return is such an exciting part of the game. But, you know, the rules, I don't think the rules are ever going to go back to what they were that would allow anyone the opportunity, excuse me, to break any of Devin's records. Although his son, uh, the young one, is really damn good. Oh, yeah? Have you seen him on social media? His son is a beast. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I saw a news story on them that – uh. Jared Payton did, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. There's, there's going to be another one in a little while. Check out the Ankle Bully. I think his nickname is Ankle Bully on in- Instagram. Yeah. 
That's and great. when I tell you he's an ankle bully, he's an ankle bully. He is he is pretty I think he should be ten, maybe eleven now. Um, he's a couple years younger than my son. So yeah. Check him out though. He's he's a beast. Man, I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks so much for for giving of your time and I love hearing the stories and and I appreciate it. I'm really happy for Devin and, and Pep. And Mongo McMichael, like the the Bears, going to be really yeah. well represented in the Hall of Fame, and I imagine they'll be the Hall of Fame game. You know, well, you got you got three going in. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the Bears are going to be one half of that Hall of Fame game to kick the preseason off next year. Maybe so. You know, that was my first game in in, in NFL uniform, so it would be cool. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll take the family to that if the Bears end up being the Hall of Fame game. You should go. I'll take Can- my son to go watch it. Canton's pretty special, man. Like the museum is so amazing, and the the people are nice, and it's fun. And having the goalposts as the uh, the uh, electrical antennas outside of the stadium is pretty, and they've redone it since you played there, so it's much nicer. Then, then oh, when you, okay. oh yeah, like they really, right. they got rid of like that hill that was at the end of one of the end zones. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a real stadium now. So you should definitely you pack everyone up, see Devin's speech, and and all that good stuff, man. Sheed, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. For sure, man. You have a great night. So big thanks to Rashid Davis. He does a really tremendous job with his foundation in Saturday's place where he does supplementary education for grade school students. And he's been doing it. Wow. I mean, I bet he's been doing it for over a decade. That's really impressive stuff, man. I, I, I love when guys stay in the community and want to give back to it. And he's been excellent in that regard. Post career hearing those stories about Devin, man, how, how crazy is that? (laughs) And, and Julius Peppers. I keep trying to tell people, Julius was, <sighs> man. And there are some people who think that he never reached his potential. How scary is that? I think uh, I'm hoping that the score sends us to Canton. I really, I really think we should go. After my experience being there when Brian Urlacher was put in, it's going to be wild. There's going to be all sorts of opportunities for us to talk with people and reminisce and all sorts of stuff. So I hope we get a chance to go. And if we don't get a chance to go, maybe I'll just go and do stuff for House of L. I know enough people in Canton. I can make it happen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you appreciated this inside look. We will talk to you next time. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.